Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I want to welcome you to today's episode. Um, It's something that I feel like is so important to talk about, especially in this day and time of all this uh, violence, all this upheaval. Uh, And in addition to that, Um, out of my own need to kind of have a cathartic release and uh, per request from my clients and and lots of other people, uh, I've been asked to talk about grief and loss, um, and by many, loss of a parent. So many people have lost loved ones in their lives, and grief sucks. It just sucks, and everybody goes through it differently, and you have to ride the waves when the pain hits and you want to bawl your eyes out, And then you kind of get over that and move on. And I want to talk about some very distinct aspects of grief. uh, But I also want to talk about the gift in it. Um, When I first began to think about what I wanted to say about grief, my initial focus, in all honesty, was on really the the recent loss of my father. And I thought about titling this and titling this um, the loss of a parent, dealing, grieving the loss of a parent. But And it's because it's passing that I'm really recording this episode. Uh, And because, like I said, many of my clients and listeners have written to me and said, you know, hey, help me. How do I deal with the grief that I have of losing uh, a parent or a loved one? Because I'm struggling. And what ended up happening as I began to organize my thoughts is that the title of this episode changed and the central message shifted. And that's not uncommon. I write a lot. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have this idea that you start out with one concept and then as soon as you start to write different, different, uh, parts of your content creep up differently. And so you have to shift your, your title. So I did. Um, so the central message shift and my hope for you today is that by listening to today's episode, you're going to find some reprieve from your grief and learn how to use it to better your life. And you're going to be better equipped to understand what people who are grieving experience um, and how kind of to approach them, how to deal with them. Because here's what I know. Most people are very, very uncomfortable uh, in dealing with somebody's grief. It's just the truth. Death is really weird and hard to deal with. And we don't know what to say. We don't know how to say it. One of the things that I hear a lot from people is, oh my gosh, you know, I don't want to bring them down by uh, bringing up, you know, I'm sorry to hear about your dad or your mom. Uh, and I'm going to talk about this later on too. Uh, I'm going to give everybody a heads up. When you lose something, something or somebody, um, that thing is, that person is always on your mind. So it would, it's, it's a sign of respect for you to be able to say, I don't want to upset you. I just want to know how you're doing today. And I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, and here's the thing too. I've had people reach out to me, and it's truly out of love. It really, really has been love and caring. And they'll say, well, how are you? 
Uh, and then, of course, after my dad passed, how are you? And I, I pause because I don't know how to answer that question. I say, I, I, I really don't. Uh, so what I say to them, I, I say, can you ask me how I'm doing today? And they go, sure, how are you doing today? And I'll say, well, today's a good day. Yesterday was tough. Or I had a moment in the car this morning. Uh, I miss my daddy. So when you talk with somebody uh, and you know they're grieving, ask them how they are today, okay? It makes a huge difference because we can't answer the question how we are because our life has been turned upside down, okay? So today I wanted to impart uh, honor my, my daddy's memory for a bit right now with you. I remember being in the hospital during his last visit in February, just uh, last month. Uh, February 26 is when he passed. And one thing that became evident for me was that while, you know, each of us, of course, we were there all the time. Each of us had our little role. We took care of him in this way, that way. Um, what I noticed was I found that I found my uh, found that I called my dad, daddy. Uh, it wasn't dad anymore. It was daddy. And while the adult part in me uh, helped him in different ways, the little girl p- uh, part of me uh, definitely showed up. And what was really cool is that he responded to that. So when I was talking to him, I would say, hey, daddy, what do you think? And he would, he would be able to open his eyes. Uh, and he heard that. And so that resonated beautifully with him. And I was grateful for that. My daddy was an amazing man. He is an amazing man because I know his spirit still lives on. Uh, and even though I miss his being able to physically be with him, I know he's here. Uh, and to list his accomplishments would take quite a while. Let's just say that he was among the smartest men I've ever known. And I'm not saying that just because he was my dad. Truly had his IQ contested. I, I'm certain he would have been, uh, you know, in Mensa genius level. And I'm sure he would have, you know, ranked right up there with the best of them. We used to call him the human encyclopedia because he knew everything about everything. And his memory was ridiculously incredible. Uh, He spent his life serving his family and his clients, his patients. He worked as a clinical psychologist, uh, diplomating clinical psychology for almost 50 years. And I'll tell you this, y'all, before he passed, he, he worked two weeks uh, up to the time that he passed at the age of 85. So a remarkable man, remarkable man. He was a, a college and graduate professor, researcher, author of multiple books, inventor, healer, a pseudo rabbi and mentor to people, father, son, brother, and uh, visionary. And for so many years, in all honesty, I dreaded his death. Because to me, having never experienced the loss of a parent, I had no idea the breadth and depth of the loss of my father would feel like. And it hit me hard, harder than I imagined that it would. My daddy and I were very close. He had a very uh, solid relationship with, with all four of us kids. I was blessed to not only witness his passing, uh, but the resulting massive and profound gap in my life is really nothing short of indescribable at this point. And when thinking about how to help you through your grief, I had to look at how I moved through mine and I, how I moved through it. I, I am not done and I won't be done uh, for the rest of my life. And although it's only been like a month uh, since my father's passed, um, I knew that I had to use his death as a rebirth for me. Sounds weird, I know, but look, if I can do it, you can do it. 
Trust me, there are days and times that I still fall apart and I cry my eyes out. Then somehow I'm guided back to a peace after my release and I move forward. Whew, y'all, I just had to take a break. Tears started to come. Anyway, there, there really is no guidebook about how to handle your grief. Of course, you, you want to mind using things to dull the pain. You know, talk about substances, alcohol, smoking, drugs, uh, uh, recklessly acting out. You want to be mindful of that uh, because that's, in, that's an indirect way of dealing with, with your grief. Uh, and you don't want to act out uh, from a place of anger and pain. But no one really talks about why grief exists and how to use it. We just experience it, and most of us feel very helpless uh, because we don't encounter somebody with wisdom that can impact positively our grief process. So in every aspect of my life, when I've experienced grief and disappointment, and just understand disappointment is along the spectrum of grief. Grief is at the, the, the end um, of one side okay, of disappointment. I have learned that the only way to get through the hell of feeling what I feel is to find the gift in it, the lesson and the moral of it. And my father's death brought a message that smacked me in the face. It was as if someone had literally come up to me and whacked me across my face. The gift in my father's death was that I live every day in joy and peace. To let go of what or who didn't benefit my life and to never be afraid to speak up. I found myself absolutely making an immediate shift. Like, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to take any more bullshit anymore. If you can contribute to my life, great. If you can't, okay, move on. If we are able to work well together, um, and if uh, you improve the quality of my life, stay in it. But if you detract from it, you're out of here. And so I felt like I had solidified and firmed up um, my boundaries a lot because I had to take in the fact that, you know what, I just lost something that I can't even begin to describe. I just lost someone I can't begin to describe. So it was almost immediate. And what I realized about grief is that it really is a genesis. It's coming into being And I had no, and I still have no choice when the wave of grief comes around or over me. It can be triggered by anything. Seeing somebody walking on a walker, it can be triggered by a song. It can be triggered by simply driving down the road to work. And one thought leads to another, and it's like, boom, I'm bawling in the car. Uh, But you know what? I have to welcome it. I, I, I need to welcome grief as I would a beloved guest. Grief has become uh, my constant companion at this point, but not to simply weigh me down. Grief helped me realize how brilliantly short life is. Grief helped me realize that I have to stop wasting time on shit that doesn't matter and use each moment to my benefit. Grief made me more, more of a vulnerable person, a more giving person, a more loving person, a bigger personal advocate, a stronger woman, a more devoted friend. Grief called and still calls on me to turn towards it instead of away from it and understand its true nature. Grief breaks you. It shatters you. And then 
You pull yourself back together again. Grief is a breakthrough to who you really are and why we are all really here. To love deeper, to give more, to to appreciate those people in our lives, to live more, to enjoy more, and to be in the present only. Grief calls on us to let go of what doesn't serve us, to forgive ourselves and others. Grief forces us to see the natural order of things, and it reminds us that everyone's human body dies, and we have little control over when God calls our number in line. Grief offers a bridge between the life you believe you should live and the one that you're living. Grief demands that you squeeze every ounce of happiness out of each moment. Grief forces us to stop and to notice how we feel and honor every feeling we have, including the sadness. The fear of anything can close your heart. Grief, ironically, opens it. It draws back the curtain of what matters and what doesn't. Grief liberates you to love more honestly, because its purpose is to keep love alive in all honesty, not to keep the death and loss alive. There's a prayer in the Jewish religion called the Mourner's Kaddish. It's like the, the, the blessing we, uh, those of us who are mourning say over the death of someone, for the death of someone. And in our uh, religion, we actually, the blessing has to do with celebrating the life of that person, not grieving the death. So grief is about life. Recently, I read something that was posted on Facebook, and I want to share that with you. It was a commentary on grief, and it helped me by putting into words what I was going through, and it also serves as a guidepost for others who have not yet experienced profound loss, but who want to know how to react and respond to those who have. And here's what it says. It was interesting because somebody uh, wrote uh, a heartfelt plea online. It's like this person asks online for advice on how to deal with grief. And the reply is incredible. So this person writes, my friend just died and I don't know what to do. And what happened was a lot of people responded. And then there was one, one older man's incredible comment that stood out from the rest And in all honesty, I think it just might change the way you approach life and death. So I wanted to read it to you verbatim. There is no author, like there's no name given to who who wrote this, but I will tell you, I do not take credit for it. I'm just going to read it to you. And then I'll continue uh, with my message today. All right, here goes. I'm old. What that means is that I've survived so far, and a lot of people I've known and loved did not. I've lost friends, best friends, acquaintances, co-workers, grandparents, mom, relatives, teachers, mentors, students, neighbors, and a host of other folks. I have no children, and I can't imagine the pain it must be to lose a child. But here's my two cents. I wish I could say you get used to people dying. I never did, and I don't want to. It tears a hole through me whenever somebody I love dies, no matter the circumstances. But I don't want it to not matter. 
I don't want it to be something that just passes. My scars are a testament to the love and the relationship that I had for and with that person. And if the scar is deep, so was the love, so be it. Scars are a testament to life. Scars are a testament that I can love deeply and live deeply and be cut or even gouged. And that I can heal and continue to live and continue to love And the scar tissue is stronger than the original flesh ever was. Scars are a testament to life. Scars are only ugly to people who can't see. As for grief, you'll find it comes in waves. When the ship is first wrecked, you're drowning with wreckage all around you. Everything floating around you reminds you of the beauty and the magnificence of the ship that was and is no more. And all you can do is float. You find some piece of the wreckage and you hang in for a while. Maybe it's some physical thing. Maybe it's a happy memory or a photograph. Maybe it's a person who is also floating. For a while, all you can do is float. Stay alive. In the beginning, the waves are 100 feet tall and crash over you without mercy. They come 10 seconds apart and don't even give you time to catch your breath. All you can do is hang on and float. After a while, hundred, maybe weeks, maybe months, you'll find the waves are still 100 feet tall, but they come further apart. When they come, they still crash all over you and wipe you out. But in between, you can breathe. You can function. You never know what's going to trigger the grief. It might be a song, a picture, a street intersection, the smell of a cup of coffee. It can be just about anything. And the wave comes crashing. But in between the waves, there is life. Somewhere down the line, it's it's different for everybody. You find that the waves are only 80 feet tall or 50 feet tall. And while they still come, they're further apart. You can see them coming. An anniversary, a birthday, Hanukkah, Christmas, landing at O'Hare, You can see it coming for the most part and prepare yourself. And when it washes over you, you know that somehow you will again come out the other side. Soaking wet, sputtering, still hanging on to some tiny piece of the wreckage. But you'll come out. Take it from an old guy. The wave never stops coming. And somehow you don't really want them to. But you learn that you'll survive them. And other waves will come. And you'll survive them too. And if you're lucky, you have lots of scars from lots of loves and lots of shipwrecks. That hit me like I can't even begin to tell you. And it was so settling for me because it's true about the waves. Grief is an unlikely gift. It can devastate you and immobilize you or it can motivate you to cut out all of the bullshit from your life and live cleanly and authentically. If you're suffering from the loss of a loved one and you can't seem to move past it, let me tell you a truth about grief. You will never finish grieving. For the rest of your life, the wave will rise up from the depth of nowhere and take over, smothering you in its wake. However, the waves pass. And once the wave recedes, You have an opportunity in that moment to get up, 
dry off, and move forward. My father's death gave me strength in ways I had never expected. I have a value for life that I never had before. I have a respect and love for myself that I had not had before. I have really clear boundaries about what I will and won't allow in my life, firmer than ever. I have committed to experiencing joy, peace, and excitement every freaking day of my life. I will put nothing off ever again. I will take risks in my life to up-level my life. I will not be scared anymore to live big. In life and in death, the people we love give us so much. Even if we have shitty relationships with those family members who die, there is something to glean from the toxic relationship. Perhaps because the relationship was unhealthy, you became a version of yourself that you would never become. Perhaps you became a better parent, a more expressive person, a giver. You were more driven. You're more dedicated to helping others and yourself. Whatever it is that the loss of a loved one brings, just know that you have to work to find the silver lining because there is one. Otherwise, their death has lost its meaning, even if you had a complicated relationship with them. And you will be focusing on the wrong thing. And that thing, the wrong thing, will keep you in pain. When someone dies, their existence becomes our call to action. Find out what grief stands for in your life. And then let grief guide you to live bigger, better, and have a more fulfilling life. I hope this episode today has shed some light for you if you're grieving, also for you if you're somebody who just wanted a little bit more information about what people who grieve go through. I hope it sheds some light. I hope that it allows you to expand your understanding of the purpose of grief and pain in our lives. I talk about that a lot. Um, I hope you understand that I come from a place of a genuine desire to learn from my pain and then than teach. And if you're somebody who struggles uh, and uh, would like to see how I can help you move through your grief, it would be my pleasure, either through a reading, uh, mediumship reading, psychic reading, uh, or through therapy. Uh, you can reach out to me at my office at 404-558-3971 or email me Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. Uh, and if any of these podcast episodes uh, resonate with you, please hop over to iTunes and offer a rating and write a little review uh, of the podcast. The, the more ratings uh, and reviews I get, the higher ranking I get, and the more people I can help. And uh, as always, I wish you a wonderful day, a blessed week, and always live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes. 